Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old, and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts, and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference. Showbot Science. This is your host, Nate, and today we are going to be visiting the Sycamore Public Library and doing an episode with Gizmo Gear Loose about the inventions that were inspired by animals. This is going to be an awesome episode, so stay tuned. Hello. Hi. Um, this is Nate from the Showbot Science. Yes, hi, Nate. How are you? This is Christine Buick. I'm um, good. So could you introduce yourself? I sure can. Uh, Thank you, Nate, for asking. My name is Christine Buick, and I work with a company called Chicago Region Interpreters. It's uh, Cricket for short, and I've been doing this for a pretty long time. For about 28 years, I've been going around to uh, families and school groups and kids groups and scouting groups. And I'm teaching them a little bit about different topics, different things. So that's what I do. What inventions have been inspired by animals? Oh, you're talking about a program called Animal Inventors. And I think you saw this show and you really seem to enjoy participating in that when I came and uh, was talking about animals and how animal and plant adaptations are a lot like inventions that people use to help them survive in the cold, cruel world. Is that what you're referring to, Nate? Yes. So in that Animal Inventors show that I perform at different places, I come as a character And that person's name is Professor Gizmo Gearloose. So let's hear a clip from the Animal Inventor Show where you introduce yourself. I'm Professor Gizmo Gearloose at your service, and I'm a little bit of a scientist. But people think I'm a little bit of a crazy scientist. Yes, I sometimes have a lab coat on. But most of the time, my science is out in Mother Nature's world. And what I like to do is I go around the world and I like to explore and I like to collect things. I like to collect inventions and today I have lots of inventions on the table. But I also like to collect plants and animals and I compare plant and animal adaptations, things that help plants and animals survive with inventions that people have that help us survive. So let's think about it for a minute. The soaring wings of a bird. 
That would be similar to our airplanes, our helicopters. But wait a minute. There are other inventions, there are other adaptations, but we've got to get on with the show. So, you mentioned adaptations in that clip. I think we should talk about adaptations. Do you understand what that word is all about? It's basically like you adapt to your new environment. That's right. And so when you think about Mother Nature's world or the world around us, both animals and plants have to have special features or special ways to be able to survive in their world, in their environment. And if they don't have these things, then some of these plants or animals uh, might not be able to live very long. Now, the question is, how do we get these adaptations on animals or plants? And what do you think Darwin might think? Hmm. Would he say it's the survival of the fittest? Yes. But it's really survival of the good enough. (laughs) So plants or animals that might have special features might be the ones that are able to survive and then they would have babies and then that special adaptation would continue on and that adaptation would be helping that particular animal or group of animals be able to survive. So let's talk about some man-made inventions that were inspired by animals. I think a straw looks like something, but I don't know what. Ah, so you're saying that the invention of the straw, you would like to compare that with something that might be on some type of animal? Yes. So what about if we're thinking about a tube that you can suck things through and there's a nasty little insect that nobody likes in the summertime that might poke you with this thing, what would that be? That's an easy one. Mosquito and proboscis. Yes. So. Oh, oh, I've got another animal invention that reminds me of an animal in nature. I think we can compare the hard hat with something. Yes, the hard hat or any kind of helmet like a bicycle helmet that all kids should be using when they're riding on their bicycles, that thing's really hard, and a hard hat is hard so that if you're on a construction site, if something falls off the building, if it hits you on the head, if it hits your hard hat, hopefully you won't get too hurt. Now, some animals have very hard coverings, and some of those animals, I can think of one offhand, I bring it to my show, it's a box turtle. Oh, right. Do you remember um, seeing the box turtle when uh, I happened to see you last fall? Yes, I did. Was its shell pretty hard? Um, yes, it was. And also, I totally remember that snake. It was awesome. Which brings me to a question for the audience. Can you think of any inventions that might have been inspired by snakes? Professor Gizmo Gearloose has some ideas. So let's hear another clip from the show. I brought in an invention 
that can explain a little bit more about how the corn snake can actually eat a mouse, swallowing them whole in a single gulp. I want you to look at this pair of pliers, but this is very special because plumbers use this pair of pliers when they want to tighten pipes. In the jaws of the pliers, the pipe can go, but sometimes pipes are very big. So look what can happen, almost like magic. The pair of pliers unhooks itself and a big pipe can fit in the jaws of the pliers. Now wait a minute, let's do an experiment with your jaws because the snake's jaws are like this pair of pliers. Your jaws are different. Your jaws always stay connected. So take your fingers, let's do an experiment. Take your fingers right where your jaw would be and now open and close your jaw. Open and close your jaw. Your jaws don't unhook. They don't unhook and so you do not have jaws like this pliers and you don't have jaws like this snake. When this snake is looking for something good to eat, it will go in the cornfield, it will grab a mouse, it has no poison, but instead it squeezes the mouse tight. And when the mouse dies, he opens his jaws, unhooks his jaws, and he can swallow something bigger than his head. He can swallow a mouse in a single gulp. If you had snake's jaws, you would be able to swallow a cantaloupe melon whole. Imagine that. Let's give the corn snake a nice round of polite applause. And later, we're going to take him out. But right now, everyone say, bye, corn snake. Everyone wave and say, bye, corn snake. Because we need to get on with the show. <laughs> I totally love that snake. You like the snake? Yes. That snake was a non-poisonous corn snake, and that snake is adapted to be able to go places where there are brown colors, like in the cornfields or in the dirt in southern Illinois, and it blends in just like we use camouflage to hide things. So, Professor Gizmo Gearloose, I love the show, especially the snake. But did all of these inventions really come from animals? I'm not sure how many animals helped to invent some of these things. I'm not sure that people always look to Mother Nature's world, to the natural world, and um, get inspiration. I wish they did it more often. What do you think? I think they do it not as often as they could, but they do do it which is good because they do sometimes do it. By the way, Abraham Lincoln came to my school today. He's a pretty cool dude, isn't he? Yeah, his birthday's the same birthday as Charles Darwin, apparently. Really? Really. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's... Was he good? Was uh, Lincoln good today? Yes, he was. He was telling Atlantish tales. Only kidding. His wife said that. Ah. Now, listen, Nate, we need to talk about one more thing because we've only been talking about animals most of the time and animal adaptations, and we haven't been talking at all about uh, plant adaptations. And so remember how you were talking about the hard hat yeah. or the helmet and how hard it was? Right. And you were asking me about what animals would be similar to that 
invention of the hard hat or the helmet. But remember, plants have special adaptations too to protect them out in the natural world. So I'm wondering if you can take that hard hat and think of what plants might be similar to a very hard helmet. Maybe like trees because they have hard bark. And that would be exactly right, the tree bark. Also like nuts and and seeds, like a big coconut. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks, Nate, for having me uh, be on the show and that we could discuss all of these great topics. Um, You're a great host. And it's been a great time being with you on your special science show. Thank you for the invitation. You're very welcome. And could you tell our listeners more information about how to find your shows? My website is cricketshows.com. And um, cricketshows.com is where you can reach me, Christine Buick with Chicago Region Interpreters. I do Animal Inventors and many other science-based programs. Bye, Nate. Take care. Thanks a lot. There you have it, folks. The show about science is complete. But don't shut the recording off because Gizmo Gearloose has a great announcement. I have one last announcement. I have a friend here. And this friend has a microphone. I want you to look at who this guy is. Can everybody say hi, Nate? Hi, Nate. Nate's pretty cool. And he's got this microphone. So while you're going around, Nate might want to come and interview you, if it's okay with you. Hi. What's your name? Henry. And what was your favorite part of the show? Um, my Dewey Gawana. And why do you like the iguana so much? Because it does work this cool. Hello, what's your name? Piper. What was your favorite part of the show? The snake. And why do you like the snake? Well, I usually come here and I'm used to seeing snakes. What did you think of the show? Um, I thought it was really awesome. And what was your favorite part of the show? Uh, My favorite part of the show was when the snake came out. That seems like an all-time favorite. (laughs) And what's your name? My name is Jack. Hello, what's your name? Jenna. What was your favorite part of the show, Jenna? Well, my favorite part was looking at all the experiments, but my least favorite was the snake. And why was your least favorite part the snake? Because some bite and some are dangerous and some like have venom that like 10 seconds you might die. That's actually some um, pretty good advice for anyone um, walking out in the desert. Be aware of the snakes. Thank you for being on the show, Jenna. You're welcome. Hello, what's your name? Harper. What was your favorite part of the show, Harper? Uh, the turtle. And why do you like the turtle so much? Because its back feels really cool. Thank you for being on the show, Harper. You're welcome. Hello, what's your name? Blake. 
Um, and what was your favorite part of the show? The part where she was showing the snake. And why do you like the snake so much? Because I just like snakes a lot. Like, what do you think is so cool about that? That they can swallow stuff whole. That's very cool, right? Yeah. Thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. Hello, what's your name? Yona. And what was your favorite part of the show? Uh, animals. And why do you like the animals so much? Because I love animals. That's nice to hear. Thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. Hello, what's your name? My name's Callum. And what was your favorite part of the show? My favorite part was learning about the antlers and the horns. Because they're pokey. Hello, what's your name? My name is Brooke. And what was your favorite part of the show? When the snake came out. And why did you like the snake so much? It turns out a lot of people love the snake. I think snakes are pretty cool. And did you get to pet the snake? Yeah. Isn't it so slimy? Yeah. It's kind of slimy, but it's like a reptile. It doesn't feel like you expect. You can definitely say that. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. What did you think of the show? I think the show was awesome. And I really liked the show, and I liked the animals. And what was your favorite part of the show? Well, my favorite part when is when they they showed the snake because I like snakes. Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old, and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We The Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference.